just started like interviewing my friends who I thought were doing like really cool things at the time. Never really known what I wanted to do with my life like like after university. I think I just decided to lean in, if I'm being perfectly honest, because I decided to invest in like a studio way before I really had loads of sponsorship and stuff like that. I got my first sponsor from like somebody who was like on LinkedIn, saw that I was growing a podcast and was like, hey, I'm building a platform that helps people with, with podcasts get sponsorship. I'd really like to connect you in. And then kind of made this loose connection to this brand who wanted to work on podcasts. And I think they paid me 50 pounds an episode, which was less than I was paying for the studio. It has been a while. Welcome back to another episode of The Millennial Entrepreneur, the leading podcast for young entrepreneurship. It's been so long. Last time I published was in November and now it's March. So it's been an absolute minute, but thank you for being patient. It, it's meant the world. I, I've had a lot of comments from people saying like, ask, asking when the podcast is coming back. And yeah, I'm very, very glad that it's back. I've been doing a lot of thinking, a lot of strategizing about where I want this podcast to be. And I'm putting so much more resource and time into the podcast because I want it to be the absolute best it can be. And I know given you, the, you know, you guys already love the podcast, it will go to that next level that I really want to take it to. And so a lot of the podcasts were recorded in person now. Uh, we've got a studio, which which is amazing. I've already recorded it a few times. So obviously the production value will be a lot greater. We're doing the more like short form clips and stuff like that so that you guys can see what to expect in the episodes. And so, yeah, you'll, you'll definitely see a bit of a makeover with everything going forward, which I'm really, really excited for. And not to mention, due to you guys being absolutely amazing and, you know, following the podcast for years now, it's almost three years that we've started this podcast, it's allowed the podcast to grow to a stage where I can attract some amazing guests on and I can't wait for you guys to listen to them coming off the podcast. So I've already recorded a few, got another, you know, few in, the, in sort of like pipeline, I guess, for like actually recording that, you know, time and diaries. So I can't wait for you guys to listen to this journey. So if you're new to the podcast, then definitely do subscribe because not only do you allow me to attract you know huge new guests but also you don't miss any of the episodes that come up so subscribing is a good thing and also while you're there it'll be good to leave a five-star written review as well on apple podcast subscribe on youtube all that sort of thing but let's kick off so in this episode in the opening episode of 2023 i spoke to gabby mendez the founder and host of talk 20s a knowledge hub and podcast dedicated to helping people in their 20s figure out life steps including finance career and relationships we cover why she decided to start talk 20s and how the original idea for it wasn't actually a podcast and also how she developed the podcast into an overarching business where she's building other things off of it and thirdly, the growth strategies she implemented with the podcast. And I know so many of you guys are interested in, in sort of going down the podcast route. Gabby's motivation behind that podcast was actually a bit more unconventional. And I can't wait for you guys to listen to that story. Because for you guys that want to start a podcast, it will definitely inspire you to go down that direction. And for other ones that would just want to start a business, it will also maybe change your opinion and maybe change that lens of what a podcast can be. And so I won't keep you guys waiting any longer for the opening episode. I hope you enjoy. Let's kick off. Hey, Gabby, how are you? Hey, I'm good, thank you. Thanks so much for having me on your podcast. It's my absolute pleasure. It's always nice to have a fellow podcaster on the podcast. We haven't had one for a long time. I think the last one we had was a radio host. Um, I think that's the last one I can think of that's like relate, related to what we're doing. So yeah, very, very welcome to come on the podcast. I, I can't wait to jump into what we're going to be speaking about because 
I, I love what you guys are doing. It's incredibly inspiring. And I love that it started with a podcast and the business is developing from there. And that's what I really want to talk about. So I guess like before we jump in, what is what is Talk 20s? What was the idea at the beginning? I graduated from university and just thought, oh my God, what am I doing with my life? And I think I'm not the only person to, to do that. Like there's not enough um, support or guidance in university or school that really teaches you the ins and outs of what you're going to experience as an adult. And so when you get to your twenties, it can feel like really daunting. Um, I started off my twenties as a, as a teacher. I didn't love it, but a lot of my students would ask me questions about really practical life skills that were just so crucial. And I was like, why are we not talking about this in school? And like, there has to be some kind of outlet for this. So, um, I left teaching, I started working in events and I thought this would be like a really cool event like I really think like you know bringing young people together would be amazing and then COVID hit and obviously in-person events were no more and that just couldn't happen so I had to pivot my idea and I was like well I always thought like a podcast would be really nice to go alongside the event I'll just do that and it just took off from there really so we're now like two and a half years in and yeah like it's just been an exciting adventure from there and we've really established ourselves as a, as a podcast first and foremost but then developing the business from there on so yeah it's been an exciting journey so the original idea was an event focused on people in their 20s trying to work things out when you say work things out what were the sort of like I guess general areas that you want to really help people in yeah so at talk 20s we have like four content pillars that we feel like we try and our best to like support young people with um so they're like the typical standard like finance and money like trying to figure out all of that uh career and business so where you start out in your career and where you end up in in your 20s is often an incredible journey um we talk about well-being and relationships so your mental health and the people you surround yourself with both romantically and your friends and your family a lot of stuff changes in your 20s around that and then lastly adventure and culture because we believe that you should have fun in your 20s just as much as you stress about all the serious stuff you should be having fun and enjoying yourself um and enjoying whatever culture it is that you've kind of surrounded yourself with or been brought up in so there are four content pillars that we that we speak about and and kind of organize our content around yeah so covid here you decided to pivot into a podcast that would accompany the events that would that would be coming. So how did you actually start a podcast? Because we obviously this podcast, we, I started it in COVID also, couldn't do recordings in person. And I've still kind of kept the whole thing of keeping it online. And I probably will pivot that to be fair next year. But yeah, so how did you start that? Yeah, I just started like interviewing my friends who I thought were doing like really cool things at the time. Like so friends who had like businesses or um, like Miss Curve UK or yeah, just like really cool people like that. And I just started having them on the podcast and it's just really snowballed to now having, you know, quite big names, big creators, big, you know, young um, entrepreneurs. We've got act, an actor coming on tomorrow, like finance coaches, basically anyone who has a big level of influence in their 20s and can provide a bit of scope and and, and insight for the people that tune into the podcast. Um, yeah, like I said, it's just it's just snowballed. And yeah, and we now record in in person as well in in a studio. So how did it grow in the first place, though? Because so it, when it yeah, so loads of people started a podcast during COVID. I know so many people that started one, but not many have continued to this point. So something must have like, what were the growth strategies when it came to the podcasting? Yeah, I, I weirdly think like what like utter persistence. Like I remember 
right at the beginning, like I used to like put an episode out and it would have like really, like really early on, like 25 listens after like a good, like few weeks. And I was thinking, oh my God, this is this how podcasting is like, this is awful. Um, so I used to start, this is really in the early days. Um, and it's funny now, but I used to start like send, I used to send out a postcard to all of our guests once they hit 100 listens. And I'd send them a postcard and be like, thank you so much. Your episode has hit one, like 100 listens, like right in the early days. And I feel like that just really gave me the momentum to be like, okay, like if we can get it to that, we, if we can get to a hundred, we can get it to a thousand, we can get it to 3000 and just keep pushing it from there. Um, and that, like lasted for a little while and then it just started building traction and it started, you know, people started sharing it and saying, you know, this is the podcast that you need to guide you through your twenties and stuff like that. And now like, I'm very fortunate to wake up and I would have to send that postcard like straight away with the podcast going live. But like, I I have to say like, it wasn't an easy journey. Um, And podcasting is one of those things that you just have to stick at it like continuously and continuously. You're you're in it for the long game. And I think a lot of people like want a really quick reaction. Um, But the long game, like the best, I, I know I'm in like a lot of industry newsletters and stuff like that, but the best podcasts that are doing really well have been going for a long time. Like they just, they just have. Yeah, I think, I think people look at, like Stephen Barler, they look at Joe Rogan, they look at the money that they've made with their podcasts. And I feel like they get a very wrong perception of what podcasting is. And when when the people that started it during COVID, they didn't get the results very quickly early on. They were like, oh, this isn't this isn't that great. And I was the same position as you. I was putting stuff out there, 25 listens after a few weeks. I'm like, oh, is it even worth the time? And mm-hmm. back then I was doing all the editing as, as were you. Yeah, probably. same, yeah. And it, it was just like a ton of effort. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is this actually worth it? But I think you're right. It's the persistence that pays off. And I did a solo episode about this and the, the amount of opportunities that I've got and the amount of opportunities that you've, that you've got as well from podcasting has been like, it's obscene. Like it, the, it's crazy. Like, so I'm, I'm massively like appreciative of, of being persistent. And I think anyone... It's, the opportunity is not gone. Like you can still start a podcast now if anyone's like thinking about it, but you just have to think about it as a long-term plan because you won't get results early unless you've already got an audience from elsewhere. But again, that audience building up wherever you were like probably took time to do as well right so and I'll be honest with you I think there's definitely two ball camps that you sit in here and maybe most of your listeners will sit in one but like I started as a nobody I was nobody when I started my podcast and I think like Senna your situation is is very similar you weren't didn't have a big profile to launch your podcast into like we see Spotify throwing money at influencers and this celebrity and this celebrity because they know that with their already existing audience that if they launched a podcast they're going to get thousands and thousands of listens overnight because they already have a platform starting out a podcast as a complete nobody as having a mission having a vision of what you want to do you have to be prepared for a bigger challenge because you just don't have that listen to this episode and it's going to change your life. You know, people want to, and that's why like the biggest podcasters only interview guests that like, you know, I think a lot of people say Stephen Bartlett, I just want to hear you speak to like an average person, like not a like celebrity or CEO. And he full on tells people no one would tune in. No one would tune into my podcast. So like it's a, it's a really tricky one that profile will give you a big head start. And if you haven't got a big profile already, then you definitely have to be prepared for a harder journey and a more of an uphill journey than others. Um, Because marketing a podcast, as I'm sure you know, 
is tricky and like getting the traction getting the reach there like it's 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 difficult but as you and i have proven it's definitely not impossible um so yeah Given the original plan for Talk20s was actually an event business, I wanted to ask Gabby in the early stages of the podcast when she was kind of growing it, was there any point in that journey that she just she wanted, like was tempted to give up on the podcast given that it wasn't the core focus of what she was trying to do at the beginning? And so I wanted to ask her about that. But before we go on, I want to tell you quickly about the podcast's new sponsor, Zencaster. So I get messages a lot, you know, maybe every week saying, you know, how do I do a podcast remotely? A lot of people are getting into it. Recording a podcast remotely can be quite difficult and challenging. And platforms such as Zoom, you know, Google Meets, whatever, they're not built for podcasting. So that means when you record it, the sound quality doesn't sound too good. And if there's a absence or, or breakage in sound, then the end user, so the listener, actually picks it up. I have been obsessed with the sound quality since day one and as a result I've searched long and hard for a platform that let me you know podcast remotely without that breakage in sound and you know optimizing quality and the platform that I came across that I've been using for two and a half years now across all the podcasts that I do is Zencaster. Now Zencaster makes the podcasting experience so easy and you know everything from local recording which basically means that my sound records on my side and their sound records on their side so you get two different audio files that you can put together and post and so the sound is extremely clear and if you don't believe me you can look back at all my episodes that i've recorded apart from episode one, number 100 which i recorded in person every other one i've used zencaster to record so if you want to use zencaster and i i don't know if i should say this but as your fact this is a free tool so i've been using the free package for two and a half years and it's an amazing tool so i highly recommend that you sign up if you are looking into podcasting remote it's the best tool that i've been using and i'm not switching anytime soon now i want you guys to have the same easy experience as i do for all my podcasting and content needs so if you're interested in the paid or free package then there is a link in my description that starts with zen.ai uh, click that link you know sign up to whatever package that you want um, if you are looking for more sort of special specialty uh, package such as like all the editing stuff to be taken care of then you can use my link and it'll give you 30% off your first three months otherwise you could use the free package which is why I've been using for two and a half years so thank you so much let's go on with the episode Yes. And I think I just decided to lean in if I'm being perfectly honest, because I decided to invest in like a studio way before I really had loads of sponsorship and stuff like that. So I really like was like, okay, like I was doing it was funny because sponsors did want to work with me, but they were not interested in sponsoring the podcast. They're like, would you do this social media post? And it would be like a social media post and I'd get like, you know, however much money and I'd plow that all into like studio space to be able to up level my podcast. Um, so I think I did just once I kind of saw that the podcast was was doing well and people enjoyed com- coming on to it and was getting listens. I really did lean in because I thought, you know, I've pretty much done one. We had a short break over the summer to, to do before the relaunch, but I've pretty much done one every two weeks for two and a half years um, and now we're weekly again so it's it's a lot of effort and I think I just I guess I just enjoyed doing it enjoyed getting the feedback but I have not let go of the events idea of the platform you know the learn platform idea that really develops on this because my background as a teacher is so much more like I know this platform can be so much more than a podcast because it's quite passive. I think I think the important thing, though, Gabby, is that if, if everyone's listening, what I hear from that is like you had the idea of, OK, the problem, the problem that exists is that people in their 20s don't have enough sort of 
I guess, resource after they finish university or school. They don't have enough sort of guidance after that. And even and even at university and school, they don't have a lot of the guidance that you're trying to offer anyway. Whether it's an event or whether it's a podcast, whether it's a ne- weekly newsletter, it doesn't actually matter. The event was just the medium in order to deliver that information. And so for you pivoting into a podcast for like, I guess, the short term before COVID died down, COVID didn't obviously die, die down. It took like two and a half years. I, I, I just think it's it's important to highlight here that you didn't, I guess, try something else while you're waiting for the event. You probably still do it, but you actually like decide to change the medium but you deliver the same information that you would have done anyway exactly you've hit the nail on the head then couldn't have said it better myself like uh, it's still the same mission the mission has never changed there are multiple ways in which we can provide a solution to this and in fact the business will end up being a multimedia business with events with hopefully some kind of learn app platform web-based platform and then all the media, all the socials go along with it. And there are other communities that already exist like this that have raised huge amounts of funding and are really successful. Um, and so, yeah, absolutely. I just changed, I, the, the mission was the same, but the medium in which we we delivered and solved that problem just pivoted because of the pandemic. I, I think that's a really cool thing to highlight for anyone listening is that don't get too precious on the medium to, do, to solve that problem. That, that problem could be solved through many different ways. And yeah, very, very cool that you've been able to do that. What is, what was like the next, the turning point, I guess, like you were growing the audience of the podcast and it is what it is like now, but at what point did you think like, I want to take this to the next level? I think I've always just been never really known what I wanted to do with my life, like after university. Um, and for me, I think I just have had so much passion for what I was doing. So the turning point for me was deciding to pursue what I'm doing full-time because I felt it was a mission that I could make a full-time living from and was needed in the world like I felt really passionately about that so the turning point I guess was to kind of go all in and tell my family I believe in my business so much that I'm going to do it full-time and I'm going to leave my events role to do it Um, and then from then on it took probably about you know so before that was side hustling like doing alongside a job then for about a year I was a solo entrepreneur like still pursuing the podcast um, still speaking at events still consulting doing a bit of consulting work to also like prop up the bills and stuff like that. And then um, after about a year was in a position where we signed a big sponsor and we we relaunched the business in terms of beforehand, we had a lot more of a feminine appeal um, and it was appealing to much more women in the UK. Whereas now we're trying to to, to broaden that reach. Um, So we brought in a new co-host and all of those kind of things. So with the relaunch, we were able to kind of bring in a sponsor and, and that, has then had another turning point. So there's been a real like key like stages, but it now kind of feels like a legitimate business. And, um, and yeah, like, um, yeah, a bit surreal, but still. Yeah. That was the question I was going to ask is like, how did you turn the podcast into a business? Because so many people do this as a, a lifestyle thing. And that's, that's probably a question I get asked a lot of the time is like, how do you monetize as well as like, like I guess some of, the, some of the monetizations are very short term, whereas you're trying to build something very overarching. So like, how do you develop that into a, a business? 
Yeah, it's funny because I've got a lot of like friends who have podcasts as well, like similar. And they always ask me like, Gab's like, how how have you monetized? And I, I try my best to like coach them through because I genuinely believe that if you've got enough passion and if you find the right sponsor um, and, and brands to back you, that, that anyone can monetize their podcast and their platform. Um, one of the things I would say is, is, is package it up. So I'm sure that you are not just posting on your podcast streams like post and ghost like you are probably putting stuff out on socials you may have a website you may be speaking at events like a sponsor can if they believe in your mission and they are 100% bought into what you're trying to put out there in the world and who you're trying to help or solve or do with your podcast why can't they tap into every single part of what you're doing and of course the the value of that of that package will change depending on your reach but there's value there like if people if people are tuning in like there's an opportunity to monetize um so i definitely believe that you can do that and i would also say that um i i just think that like reaching out to brands and kind of putting yourself out there and pitching yourself in like just just go for it because you just never know where it can take you um so yeah that's probably what i would say yeah you, you talk about like getting yourself out there and sponsors how did you actually get your first sponsor and at what stage like were you okay going for the sponsor i got my first sponsor not my it's not my current one i got my first sponsor from like somebody who was like on linkedin saw that i was growing a podcast and was like Hey, I'm building a platform that helps people with with podcasts get sponsorship. I'd really like to connect you in. And then kind of made this loose connection to this brand who wanted to work on podcasts. And I think they paid me 50 pounds an episode, which was less than I was paying for the studio, <laughs> um, but was helpful towards it. And we did, they did like a six episode block and um, they, they didn't, there was like no nothing else to it and they were like mm, not sure we've got any app downloads from this and what have you and I would say that like ultimately that six-week campaign was probably a bit of a like flop but I learned so much from that opportunity because I was like I know how I would do this so differently next time and how I would do this better so I was able to put together like a long-term strategy I was like this is the vision this is where Talk 20s is going this is how you can affiliate your brand with us. We can, you know, we can do um, all these different podcast ads, but we can also do social content. You can be on our website. We can talk about you when we, we do host events and stuff like that. And we really moved down that kind of route. And I took away that this is X per episode opportunity and I put it into a big a big package um, and looked at the long term. I was like, we are hoping to, to do this in the next 12 months. Do you want to come along for the ride? Like basically that's how we we then secured our, our big our big sponsor. Um, and and, and we how would you do them. that? Would you just like email them? Like what's the what's the actual like medium in order to like, contact these people? I reached out to a lot of people on LinkedIn. Um, I, yeah. And then, then I, I already had an existing relationship with this brand. I'd work with them on a smaller campaign. Um, so I do think like, if you've already worked with a brand before, go back to them and pitch them your dream. If they've already worked with you, it probably means they believe in what you do. Um, and then I pitched, you know, the opportunity in with them and, and, and they were, you know, keen, like, obviously you do have to be speaking to the right people, but they weren't the only company that were interested in sponsoring us. So it was, you know, 
there's 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 multitudes of companies that are out there but I definitely think like some kind of trial or opportunity to showcase that you believe in what they're doing and they believe in what you're doing and in turn you'd be a good partnership always helps because you can kind of prove yourself from there and with that so I think that the primary source of income for the business is is through sponsorship right yeah. as with like most podcasts so you've managed to get that as like the 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 income to be able to like I, I guess build a team out of it which is amazing like that's incredible so you've got like your yourself obviously but then like two other people in the team just to like highlight to other people listening like the the amount of sponsorship you could you could get is like really you can build the team around it which is an amazing thing so yeah massive congratulations there so what's the sort of like next step for talk 20s now this is literally like i still see this as day one like you know this is us like really like stepping into business land um so for us it is really mapping out and and building on that like you know market wise we want to kind of dominate the postgraduate market so you know people are aware that like when you graduate Talk20s is is your go-to for anything that you need support with. Um, But that means we really need to like level up once again. Like obviously a lot of people love the podcast and what we produce and do for the website, but we think we can also do it even better in person at events and also with um, a learn platform or an app that is specific to, you know, help Gen Z's and millennials through this time. So yeah, probably the next 12 months looks like uh, fundraising and hopefully more hires along the way in order to kind of really, you know, produce what we do, but through different mediums. And like we were chatting before, so now like how a podcast is a really good way of proving traction between of your mission so like you know we have x amount of people listen to the podcast um that proves that like young people want to talk about this young people want to listen to this like it's helpful for them we can provide that information um same with like social media following and stuff like that and then that's when you can go into a room full of investors and say we need x amount to do this and this is how we're going to deliver on it and that's kind of the future for us really yeah because essentially you've built a audience that is incredibly like easy for you to tap into yeah right yeah like because the the big questions that investors ask is like is there an audience yes or no and if so how easy is how easy is it for you to get that audience now those are those are two big question marks especially for like any business that doesn't have like something like tangible for the for them to give if they don't if if it's literally just an idea concept an investor will only really get on board if like there is some validation there and with a podcast it's it's one of those underrated tools that doesn't really get utilized really i guess it might be the time horizons i think to be honest but like you can get an audience that believe in this the the message you're trying to convey and also it's very easy for you to tap into them in, into them and they can very easily as well shape the business proposition that you're that you're giving out and so i think for an investor's point of view it's it's incredibly easy for them to to invest in you because like you've you've answered their two biggest question marks yeah i hadn't thought about that but that's the pitch that i'm going to use in my event on friday when i need to need to you know convince convince investors to go for it but yeah i think i think you're so right you you've proven there that you've got an engaged audience who who want to listen to to the stuff that you provide but i then i think that there needs to be a clear vision for how it's monetizable so like 
sponsorship is kind of a bit never ending. Like you can, if you want, have 27 sponsors on a podcast, but like at what point do your listeners get pissed off? Like that's, yeah, it's definitely a balance. That's like what you need to, you know, like there is like uncapped potential, I guess, in sponsorship. But then at the same, you have to keep growing your audience. So that's another thing you have to just, as with many, any business to be fair but. yeah obviously as long as you keep growing your audience and it's not declining then yeah of course um so yeah so there is like a lot of opportunity in that but then it's also about looking at the other opportunities of going okay well there are other ways that we can monetize the business as well so and bringing that into the into the mix as well. So what are you what are you thinking about now in terms of next steps? So yeah, raising funding, events are on the cards, like what else what else are you kind of thinking about because this is a this is a big problem actually I think for like people in their 20s, they don't really know what opportunities are out there, like how to manage money, like mental health, relationship. There's a lot of question marks you have to deal with when when you're in your 20s. Well, one of the first things that we want to do is a huge research project to really understand the scope of what our audience and our listeners really want and need what are the problems they're facing every single day and how can we help and solve them and then build you know through different our mediums you know like our events how can we make sure we're answering those problems at an event how can we make sure we're answering those problems through an app or whatever um so the next step for us is kind of like idea validation so um in the world of like tech that's basically thinking i've got a great idea for an app or a platform or a website or something like this but i need to go out and make sure that it's not just me that's deep in my head and all these thoughts that think this is amazing like people would actually use this and if they would use it in this kind of way, but not this kind of way, or they think that that would be helpful, but that wouldn't be helpful or and something you may not have thought about might come up as a result of those conversations. So for us, the next step is like, okay, like we feel like we've got something here. We've built the traction. Let's like validate our further ideas before we then invest tons of money in building something. I don't want to build something that nobody's going to want to use or want to come along to. Um, And then once we've kind of secured that support, then it's go, go, go from there, basically. I just really love the whole story of you creating a podcast and you really built a business out of that um, because you treated it like the medium of delivering the message to the the problem that you were trying to solve and then obviously after that now that you build the audience is like building other things the same way like any other business is like they go out with their hero product and then now they've got like a different one but the the mission is is still the same so i, I love that you've used up the podcast medium to to that way and it's really refreshing for me to see because i i love obviously the art of podcasting and you using it in that way is, is amazing so Gabby, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was such a pleasure talking to you. Um, how can people stay in touch with you and talk 20s? First of all, thanks for having me. I love what you're doing, um, Millennial Entrepreneur. I think, you know, it's a, it's an amazing platform that young people, um, to get young people speaking about starting their own businesses. Um, but yeah, if you want to listen to the Talk 20s podcast, we're obviously on all platforms, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, and you can watch us in the studio as well on YouTube. And then you can search us on all platforms at Talk 20s, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter if it's still standing um, but before Elon Musk destroys it <laughs> all the all the platforms thank you so much for coming on the podcast again and uh, yeah I'm sure we'll talk very soon thank you so much thank you thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Many Entrepreneur I hope you enjoyed if you did it would be amazing if you leave a five star written review on Apple Podcast, Spotify wherever you listen subscribe to us on YouTube as well you can listen and watch the full video episodes on there if you do not follow us on Instagram, then please do because that's where all the previews, all the value posts and all that, a lot of inspiration gets posted there. And yeah, thank you so much for listening again and I'll catch you in the next one.